What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. It's me, Terry. And Sherry. And today we're joined by Michelangelo. Bro, I'm so happy to have you as part of this. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. What's good, man? What, what you been up to lately, especially during these unprecedented times? Sorry, I love using that word nowadays. <laughs> yeah, the, the unprecedented. Well, technically it is unprecedented, but uh, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home. So obviously the day job is uh, working from home. Uh, as with everyone, I'm just trying to keep busy, you know, like um, I'm lucky that I, I live close to the water. So I, I take walks when it's nice out, even during the, the heat wave this week. But, you know, trying to read books, uh, avoiding just just trying to keep busy, basically uh, watching Netflix, uh, watching YouTube, just, you know, that black hole of YouTube. Uh, and then just trying to keep up to date too, trying to figure out who's telling the truth. Is it, is it a Chinese <laughs> virus? Is it not a Chinese virus? What's happening with the world? You know, so yeah, just more or less, um, just trying to live my life basically. Awesome, dude. By the way, uh, love that you grew your hair, like many oh. of us. <laughs> this, is, this is not my choice. This is not my choice. <laughs> so as you know, for Heritage Month, we were trying to get insight on uh, Filipinos, um, experiences growing up in Montreal. So let's take it back to the 90s, bro. Where were, you, where were you? Were you always living in the Montreal area? Were you born in the Philippines? Let's let's get into that. No, so uh, we actually moved to Toronto. So when we immigrated from the Philippines, so I was born in the Philippines. I moved to, to Canada when I was five. We immigrated to Vancouver first, and we stayed there for like a few days. And then we found out we had relatives in Toronto. So obviously, when you're immigrating, like it's it's easier to uh, to immigrate when you have help. So we, we moved to Toronto, and we stayed there for two years. So that's where I learned my English, and like um, you know, there's no accent, no nothing. And then when I moved to Montreal, that's when I think '96 when I was seven, and um, yeah, I did the AK thing, learned French. So French is technically my third language, but now uh, I reside in uh, using the the English language more often than not. Wow, dude. I I've known you for so many years. I never yeah. knew you, you immigrated first to Vancouver and then Toronto. When yeah, you were... no, no, one, <laughs> no one really knows. Sorry. When, when you arrived in Vancouver, though, did, you already, did your family already have plans to go to Toronto or just happen? No, yeah, like our, our, I think like we were supposed to stay in Vancouver, but we found out we had family in Toronto. So it was like a smarter move to, to come get help or like move towards the help in Toronto. Man, you got to love family ties. And I think that's something strong within the Filipino culture as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, for you growing up, uh, how did Filipino culture kind of manifest for you? Uh, it's weird because like, so after, after we moved to, like, you know, Toronto, we, like I barely remember anything. I learned English there. We moved to Montreal and like, it was like, you know, I had to relearn a new language after I just kind of learned one in Toronto. And then uh, it was it was hard to to manifest the Filipino culture because at first we didn't really have that many friends and family here in Montreal. Okay. So like I was exposed to, you know, Canadian schooling, French, French Canadian schooling, by the way. And then at the <laughs> same time, like I was learning that I was trying to learn um, the Canadian culture first, too. So there was this I wouldn't want to say divide. But okay. like at home, there was, you know, like Filipino parents, the Filipino traditions, all those things that you, you kind of came with. And then uh, when you go to school, it's like a different world. So you kind of had to play two roles, but you're living one life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So okay. it, it's, it's one of those things where like 
uh, I identify myself as like a Filipino Canadian. Okay. Like I'll, I'll have the, the Filipino heritage forever because I'm Filipino as born there, but I grew up uh, as a, as a Canadian. Right. Okay. Do you speak uh, Tagalog as well? Uh, like that's the thing. Too. I'm kind of lazy, so I, I fully understand it, but uh, <laughs> I don't really put effort. And like, yeah, I get shamed a lot uh, in terms of um, not speaking it, but I, I do understand. Okay. Uh, the dynamics at home, though, was was there any Tagalog being used? Was it just English? Was there also French? How how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think at first it was mostly Tagalog, and then as we grow, uh, there's not much that I, I remember from my childhood. But uh, now, you know, the my parents speak to me in Tagalog and English. And I just reply in English. So it's more or less that dynamic. Yeah, same here. It's like anybody can speak to me in Tagalog. And ideally, I'll reply in English and I'll get it. We met up with Camille yesterday, a few days ago. And I was letting her know that I'd love for my Tagalog to be at a higher level. Because I can't mm -hmm. have like a really in-depth conversation with people. And I think it's something I should probably be actively working on. Yeah, um, it's for sure. But at the same time, like um, relearning a language is hard. Even, uh, you know, I went to French school, elementary school and high school. Like I'm technically like uh, work, uh, if I uh, like work fluent in terms of bi being bilingual. Okay. But at the same time, you know, do I really use it on a daily basis? Not really. So I'm already French. I'm kind of losing as well. Right. Okay. So okay. It's, it's just hard to be not exposed to it and practice it at the same time. Uh, dude, have you been back to the Philippines uh, since you guys uh, immigrated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the la the first time since '96, well '94, sorry, uh, we we was visited in 2003 and 2004 for um, okay. my grandparents on both sides 50th anniversary. Okay. So one year was like my dad's side, the other year was my mom's side, okay. and then 2008 for my sister's debut. So she celebrated her debut there. Okay. And then wow. recently, uh, I've been going often because like I've been reconnected, and then it's easier to you know, keep in touch with like uh, social media and the internet these days. Yo. So since, since 2017, uh, I think I've been like four times. Wow. Yo, I've seen your Instagram stories and I know you're always having a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, once you figure it out and you, you kind of, you play the system, like you, you, you find out when the, the good time to go is, the, mm. the fights become cheap and then like, you know, the family's there, right? So uh, you you go and then they host you and then you kind of treat them where you can but like yeah always yeah. good time and I wanted like I was supposed to go I was planning April. Uh, yeah it's true you told me yeah. about that I was planning April April is one of the best times by the way you can oh, get nice. a cheap flight yeah. yeah you can get a cheap flight to Hong Kong or Singapore from here and then you just fly over tips from the insider right here yeah <laughs> there you go. giving us tips <laughs> um, yeah. do you have a favorite spot to visit in the Philippines specific province uh, area I don't, I don't really have a favorite, but I, I do love, like, the island life. So anywhere close to the – like, I'm not a beach person, but I like it there. <laughs> I guess just, like, it's the chill vibe, right? You just want to hang yeah. out, relax. What did you get out of it from that experience? Did you ever, like, visit and, like, did anything take you aback? Anything surprise you when you went when you initially visited or, or when you visited multiple times? Yeah, I think, like, at first it was, like, for in 2017 was the, like, not most recent, but uh, when it all started to snowball, okay. uh, I went to go visit with uh, for like for my um, cousin's wedding. Okay. And you know we reconnected with some cousins, and then like we exchanged numbers, and like we we started a, a Facebook group. So the chat's always been there. And then the fact that uh, I connected with uh, one of my younger cousins, she's like a second cousin. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, I just adore her. So I try to visit her as much as I can. Uh, her name's Yana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we keep in touch via Facebook and stuff. So that's one I connected very strongly with with her. Um, okay. I think her bluntness and uh, the, the fact that she spoke English was like an easy way for us to connect because I'm, I'm a, like you said, I'm a very, well, as you know me, I'm a very uh, honest person. So yeah, let's, let's actually get into that. Like the reason why I, I invited you is I always, I'm curious about uh, where you got this personality trait. I always respected that, how, how real you are. Like wh- mm-hmm. why do you value honesty so much to well, that level? I, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very um, gullible person, right? So if like I, I re- when I, when I listen and when I, when people talk to me, I'll take it face value, you know? So if you, you say you're going to do this, I'll be like, that's okay. I'll take it and I'll do that. And then uh, I've learned that, you know, you, you, you kind of get burned in life or like people disappoint you or people fall short. And that's where I'm just like, I, I don't want to do this to others, you know? So if I'm honest on my end, at least I'm doing my part and, I can't help others to be honest, but I can show that, look, this is how you can do it, or this is how it could be. And then if you're honest with me, then obviously you're, you're going to get the honesty uh, from me too. But yeah, I think like it's part of the communication thing that uh, a lot of people need to work on. And still me, like, even though I'm, I'm honest, like sometimes I'm too honest and uh, it gets too brutal. And like, I've hurt many feelings throughout the years. So there, there's that too, right? Uh, so I think that's just where it stems from. It's just, uh, I just value it because uh, myself, I need it to, to trust the other person as well. Dude, I love that answer. Cause I think uh, maybe that's why we're close because we both value the same thing. And mm. I'd rather much somebody tell me like, yo, bro, you ain't doing this right. than to like, you know, hold back. And cause like then what really is your relationship? It's not really growing. If you can't talk to each other about these, these difficult things. Right. Yeah. And then to just to add to that, like, uh, the less honest you are, obviously you can say that you're kind of fake, but at the same time, uh, you know, you have to be courteous, you have to be um, professional, you have to be nice to others, but there's a really fine line in where you can very, like, be very honest, and uh, the, I find the more honest you are, the stronger and uh, better the relationships can get, right? Like, I meet, I meet people, and, like, I've only known them for a few weeks. I have um, better relationships with these people than like, you know, some of my coworkers that I've worked with for many years. Right. Cause, uh, maybe the honesty is not there or like the effort isn't there. And, and it always goes both ways. Like it, it's never one way. Like, you know, I can only be honest one way. And then if I receive honesty the other way, then that makes for a good friendship like ours. Right. Of course. Of course. So, so there's, there's that too to consider. And there's been a lot of honest moments between me and Michael. Maybe we'll get into that at another episode. Anyways. <laughs> We should do an honesty episode. <laughs> but, um, oh, wow. I lost my train of thought. Shari, any thoughts on, on the honesty topic? Ooh, um, not so much about honesty, but um, I just wanted to go back to, um, like, you coming to Canada and, and settling in, in Montreal. Um, you know, I, I think, like, a lot of, like, uh, a lot of, as Filipinos, when we come in, you know, we are encouraged to assimilate in the society. Was there ever a time where, um, you know, you wanted to assimilate so much, wanted to be part of the Canadian culture at school, among your friends, um, that you wanted to, like, renounce your Filipino identity? I feel like, I, I know for me, 
there are times when I, I I was born and raised here, but even just going to school and like um, let's say uh, like smelling like ulam, you know, like uh, I'm just like I I wish I wasn't Filipino, you know, or like did you ever have like have those moments growing up? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember any vivid moments where like I hated being Filipino. Uh, I think I'm one of the very few and lucky ones that, um, and I kind of got lucky in the sense that um, there weren't many of like, uh, not just Filipinos, but minorities in my in my grade. So like I, I, I went, I grew up and went to school in the West Island. So it was mostly, um, you know, Canadians around me. But at the same time, there were other immigrants too. But because I was already assimilated into like the Canadian culture, they just knew me as like, obviously I was a visible minority, but they never singled me out, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it was very easy for me to make friends and at the same time be part of the group. So uh, we were never really made fun of specifically for being Filipino or, um, you know, smelling like, like Ulam because maybe there were other kids in the, the class that smelled like other types of food too. So, you know, there was, there was that, that sense of um, respectfulness uh, while I was growing up. You know, I, I don't, I do recall sometimes getting bullied, but I don't really think it was necessarily because of being Filipino, but more or less just like kids bullying other kids, right? So okay. there was that too. Okay. Nice. So a lucky one. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like maybe I was just being like ignorant or I wasn't paying attention. Uh, mm. There's that too, like, uh, again, going back to the honesty point, like I, I take things face value. So if you lie to my face and I don't know who you are, I'll just take your words for what it is, right? <laughs> so I, rem I, rem yeah. I remember what I was going to say. To go back to the honesty okay. topic, there's ways to communicate honesty without burning bridges, right? And I guess as long as the intent is there to help each other improve, it's acceptable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's all. Just escape my okay. mind for that yeah. one moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, again, we also touched upon growth. Um, in that discussion for you when you hear the word growth what, what does that mean for you yeah that's that's a great question like i think growth it's there's no specific meaning like you you kind of have to define it yourself right like for example some people they want to grow in their careers or they want to grow in certain relationships or they want to grow in their craft like for me growth is just like how can i improve myself uh to be a better person and not necessarily just to to be what the the quote unquote better person is right like for example 10 years ago when when i was in business school at jsd like i didn't care about volunteering like i didn't know what that was or i didn't really care about giving back but like now that i have 10 you know 10 11 years experience from then then i'm just like maybe it's time to give like maybe the good thing to do is to give back you know so like the last few years i've been volunteering like obviously there's um, opportunities at work that they have programs that you can volunteer your time. I've also tried to volunteer on the weekends to help uh, some organizations progress and in their efforts and stuff. So there's, there's for, for me, it's growth is just like trying to improve on what you think is important for you for that, you know, moment. And obviously, uh, you know, maybe in five years, I might not have time for volunteering because my new growth path is like uh, maybe starting a family or something like that, you know, so. It's, it's one of those things that will always be evolving. And uh, I think growth in general is just if you keep working on yourself just to improve and not necessarily uh, step backwards. Yeah, man. It's like it's totally true. I feel like it always shifts depending on where you are um, at, the, at your stage in your life. 
And I like what you said where 10 years ago, you didn't really give much thought about volunteering. It's, you ever like look back uh, when you were a kid and your parents would say something and it would never resonate with you. And then as you get older, you're like, man, <laughs> they had, it made sense and it just catches up with you, but you just had to go through those experiences first. Yeah, 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 oh. for sure. I mean, um, I think I picked on that, like I picked up on that very like early. And um, one of the, like one of my part-time jobs when I was in university, I, I was in the payroll department doing like data entry. And like I, my boss was a, a bit older than me. And then also the payroll lady was like almost retiring. So they were, they were much older than me. And then uh, they, you know, spending every day with them for, for like a few summers, um, it, it helped me mature faster, like to, to kind of listen to the elders and, and make it like, take it more seriously. You know, like obviously when we were growing up, uh, you know, as Filipino children, you, you want to respect your, your parents and things like that. But of course, um, obviously there's like some of the structure where like at home, it might be different from what, what other kids are saying at school. So it was very hard to uh, follow certain things, but you, you try to be as respectful as you could. But the, the, the few summers that I, I spent at the, at that payroll department was like, it was really um, well spent for growth in the mind because um you know, they, they told me like their experiences and because they had so many years on me, um, it hit harder to home, right? Like uh, in CJEP, right before university, I had a teacher who was just like, he was saying like, it's very hard out there, right? In in the world. And the reason why he was a teacher is because it's very easy. Although a lot of people think being a teacher is very easy. The, his, his angle was every, every year he just has to teach the same subjects like okay. it was linear algebra okay. subject right so for fall semester for winter semester for summer classes he just had to teach kids like algebra so for him that was like easy and then it it only uh hit that like that point only hit me right after that that um role i had in in the, the payroll department in my first job out of university it's just like wow this is a corporation this is like hard you know like the the, the people that were telling me things and 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 obviously my parents were the, the the first people that wanted to tell me you know pass on their experiences to me like they they carry a lot of weight so maybe i should start listening to to elderly like more seriously right and yeah. like and only listen and stop trying to say like oh no this is the no you know we're in 2020 now or back then we were in 2008 or 2015 this is how it is now like forget that like just listen to them and then make adjustments from from what they say 100% man 100% yeah. Um, you have this like this level of awareness and I'm trying to understand when did this start like this this want or this need to better yourself has that always been there since you were a kid or that happened when you were in school at some point when do you recall just like realizing that yeah I know to, to be honest I don't know it just happened it's like <laughs> yeah no because like because in school um you know I didn't really try like <laughs> like no, in the, in the sense that like, oh, if we had an exam, like I'll cram and then I'll spend yeah. hours cramming, but it's because I know I need the grade, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's what I mean when I'm not trying. Like, uh, I think, uh, like in hindsight, um, I should have taken more advantage of like being at school and then maybe participate in certain groups and things like that because um, uh, maybe my growth in the professional, professional side was slower than uh, it could have been, right? 
So that, that being said, uh, I, I think once I realized like I, there was a lot of opportunities that was put in front of me that I didn't take advantage of, then that's when I started being like more aggressive in the self-awareness and the self-growth. Okay. The self, okay. Uh, yeah. But again, it's all, it's all part of the process. I don't think you should regret anything because you're a pretty awesome dude, honestly. Like where yeah, you no, are right now, I'm really proud of you. I've seen you like grow. I've seen you since you were like four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old kid. I'm not even sure. Wow. Yeah, like like yeah. mid mid to late nineties, I think. Mid to late nineties, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Always had the best hairstyles growing up. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, he, well, I is that, that the truth? But I don't know if they were always the best. They were always the wildest. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take I'll take that. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna ask you a very very difficult question, man. Okay. What's your favorite part about being Filipino? The my favorite part. My uh, favorite part about. Filipino culture. Okay, well, that's the two parts. So, favorite part about being Filipino is like it's the food, bro. Oh, okay, okay, I can relate for okay. sure. Okay, like the Filipino breakfast, no one can <laughs> come close. Okay, name it, name it. What's on your plate? What's in front of you? Lechoncilog, pasilog. Oh. Um, yeah, longanisa. Like, no, longanisa, pansilog. Yeah. That the the garlic fried rice, the two mm. eggs, and whatever protein. That's all. I could eat that breakfast, lunch, dinner. For Same, like okay, but month. but what that's are true. you? You can. What are you drinking with that? Uh, depends. Like in the morning, you know, you gotta have your <laughs> juice or whatever, and then like if it's lunchtime, then you you can crack the San Miguel open, no problem. And then at Ooh. night, you get San Miguel on tap. Doesn't <laughs> that just want to make you go back to the Philippines? Oh man, yeah, yeah. Oh. the life. It's the best. Yo, uh, Shari. Um, do you have any closing thoughts before we move to our next section? Um, no. No, that was <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I really like the part where um just like you learning from the elders that you uh worked with and like taking in um the advices and just adjusting them. I I, I like that part that you added because it's true, like um I think a lot of us grow up to like just uh uh what's the word? Uh like follow just like, no just like ignored mm, ignored mm. um advices from elders and i think your perspective is very uh refreshing so yeah thanks for and sharing like, that thank you and um just one thing like i grew up a lot in front of a tv like i consumed a lot of i still consume a lot of media like the all i <laughs> like these days it's obviously it's instagram uh, i'm not on facebook but uh youtube and all those things so it's it's very relevant and then growing up it's also a lot of like uh, iconic moments in movies right and then I think one of those things where um, learning from the elders it's like like because a movie is kind of like a very long time span but in a short period of time so it's it's the same themes and I, I just picked up on the themes where you know these these older people like they lived through stuff you know <laughs> yeah. even like a quote-unquote boring life like they've lived through a boring life like listen maybe to make yourself not so boring you know <laughs> Doesn't that make you wonder, like, once we get older, will people listen to what we say? Will they take that into account? It's like, yo, I lived through some crazy yeah. shit, and maybe if I could just <laughs> share some things with you, it could kind of help you, just, you know. Yeah. But, you know, well, I people, mean, people have to experience life on their own, right? So, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're lucky because everything is documented now. So I think for the better <laughs> part of 2020, uh, uh, World War Three at one point, and then Australia was on fire. And yeah. Kobe Bryant, the, the pandemic, Kobe. yeah, a uh, great Kobe passed away. Like a lot, a lot of things happen, and we're only coming up to uh, mid mid year. So, yeah, I think 
later on, I don't know if they'll, they'll listen or they might not believe, but maybe they'll, they'll discover hard drives and then they'll figure out things, you know? Yo, you just tag them on an archived story and like, hey, yeah. this happened on yeah, this yeah. thing. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Yo, Mike, thanks so much for that. Now we're going to move into our section called Fastball Questions. Basically answer as many questions as you can in 60 seconds. We're going to start as soon as Shari hits the horn or buzzer. What do you have today, Shari? A buzzer. Buzzer. I have a buzzer. Okay, Shari. Did you hear that? Oh. Sorry, no, that was just a test. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are, are we ready? That? Three, two, one. Celebrity crush. Oh man, dude. Like Yo. Go. most recent? Okay. Go. Es- Esther Esposito. Like she's an elite. Wow. Go to karaoke song. Uh I want it that way by, by Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Favorite spot in Montreal. Um yeah, honestly, right now, like, my place, because it's cozy. <laughs> name a Filipino dish that starts with the first letter of your first name. Uh, mungo. Mm. First, first Tagalog word that comes to mind. 30 seconds. <laughs> Great, greatest of all time. Uh, MJ, MJ. Langonista or Tocino? Uh, Tocino. Favorite old school jam? Um... Uh, hot in here by Nelly. <laughs> What's on your Netflix Ten seconds. right now? Netflix? Uh, well, I got to finish season three of Elite, man. Like, uh, I can't keep up with the English uh, subtitles, but it's got to be on dub. <laughs> last question. Spell your last name backwards. Oh. A-N-A-G-N-A. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. A-N-A-G-N-A. I think you got it. Yeah. No. Three A's and two N's in there. I love when I said... Answer these questions as quickly as possible. You still get gave me some depth and detail. I love gave it. Gave us backstory. I know. Like <laughs> yeah. it's as not much a competition, you know. I do. Thanks so much for that. Um, before we end the show, just want to know if you want to give anybody or an organization a quick shout out or bring awareness to them. Uh, forever, I'll be thankful to my parents. Like uh, they actually helped me to become who I am. Uh, they never really pressured. Uh, you know my my decisions and things like that and they've always been supportive still to this day and also to, to my sister too so my family like my direct family my mom dad and sister uh without them like i wouldn't be me you know so shout out to yeah. them for sure yo man love that thanks again yeah, thank, thank you, you so much again for filipinos and montreal podcast i'm terry shari and, and thanks shari. again michelangelo thank you for having me take it easy guys take care